Encouraging feedback from your customers, whether it's good feedback or bad feedback, is actually all good feedback. We're in the unique position with our customers, being really small online brands, that we can validate and understand our customers' feedback and their experience of shopping with us far more than the big brands they shop with every day. You don't need to implement everything your customers even suggest to you, but just understanding that your success and your customers' successful shopping experience are actually intertwined. Your success and their success are the same thing. And we rely on each other to make our businesses grow. And if you have that sort of mindset or can cultivate that sort of mindset, you're in the right place. So let me share a little bit about what I believe around mindset and feedback and why it's so important in this episode. Are you in the early days of an online business? Perhaps you're just thinking about starting one or just a couple of months or a couple of years in. I started two e-commerce brands in 2020 and built them over a few years. In fact, I even sold one at the end of 2023. This podcast is about sharing real-time challenges and wins of growing small online businesses here in Australia. So join me from my kitchen table in Adelaide while you listen into my practical diary style podcast. I'm cheering you on too as you carve out your own success in business. If you're tired of doing it all alone and you'd like to work with me one-on-one from someone who's not in the weeds of your day-to-day, I'd love to hear from you and hear all about your business. You can find me at aussieonlinegrowingonshopify.com.au. Hey, welcome to Aussie Online Growing on Shopify. This is episode 66 about feedback and how feedback is so important from our customers, but also it's important not to take things to heart, which can be very hard. And I have definitely struggled with this recently. And I wanted to share a little bit about um, some feedback I received that was hard to take, but also why I was really grateful for it and how it's ended up being a super huge benefit for me. I shared in episode 64 about reasons to start a subscription box. I shared lots of reasons why I think a subscription box is an amazing idea. One of the points I raised in that episode was actually about feedback from customers and how feedback from a subscription box is incredible feedback from customers. And I think that's because when a customer becomes a subscriber, they're often already one of your best customers they've probably already shopped from you multiple times before which is why they're willing to make the investment into something like a subscription however your subscription might look if you have one or if you're considering one so on that side of the fence thinking about that sort of customer they are very invested in you and your success and they love your brand and what it does for their life so i think feedback from a subscriber Um, is a bit of a double-edged sword. It's incredible, but it can be very hurtful as well because they're probably more honest with you maybe than other customers or a bit more freer with their feedback than someone who's just shopped for you from the very first time and has no expectations of you. Whereas a subscriber, because they're very valuable customers to you, you probably lean on them a lot and you rely on them a lot. You probably like appreciate them incredibly like more than anybody else i know i certainly do my subscribers are my most special incredible amazing customers then the feedback from them probably comes more often than other customers but it can then also be a little more stinging than other customers when um then something hasn't gone right on another side of that though they're they're pretty um they're very easy to forgive like i haven't got a really angry email from a subscriber if that makes sense because they, they know more about who I am. They understand I'm a person and I, and I feel like I have that personal connection with them as a person outside of the business. So 
I've never got anything nasty from a subscriber. I've had honest feedback and assertive feedback, but certainly nothing rude from a subscriber. I've had a rude email from a customer before who's not a subscriber who just purchased for the very first time. And I think that's that might be more that might be the usual way it goes. You may find that too, that your um, best customers or your VIP customers or customers who've shopped from you multiple times probably give you honest feedback, which is great, but we need to think about this in a really pragmatic um, mindset and take the emotion away from it to sort of what this episode is about. So they probably give you, you often really transparent feedback, but it can maybe also be a little more honest than other customers too. It's actually incredible. I'm, I don't know if I'm putting this um, episode in the right frame of how I want to get you to take away some learnings from this episode, but it is actually really good. Like honest feedback from your customers is actually fantastic. It can make us feel a whole lot of different things, but it is actually amazing. Like fundamentally, good feedback, bad feedback, uh, mediocre feedback, all of it is actually really, really good. Like it's really valuable. And if you think about a business or starting a business where you have nothing yet, when I think about when I started my two brands in 2020 and whatever brand I might start next, you know, in coming up, whenever I get around to a new brand, which I definitely will do, starting from ground zero and from nothing, you have no feedback. So even though we can struggle sometimes perhaps with feedback we get from customers, to imagine having nothing like crickets and a complete echo chamber where you hear nothing from any customers, that's terrible. (laughs) That's really, really bad. So feedback is incredible. It's valuable, whether it's good feedback or not good feedback. I really hope that that comes across to you in this episode. That's actually what I'm trying to say. I'm sort of skirting around it a lot because I'm trying to imagine different scenarios you may end up in and how you might feel about different things or what type of customers you might have. And I know that's a Uh, like how long is a piece of string type of scenario. So let's start off from the top. Let me get back to a bit of a structure and see if this uh, will resonate a little bit with you and give you some sort of value and some encouragement as you move forward with feedback from your customers. With feedback, what to do with feedback? And I'm going to assume here we're talking about not great feedback because when we get great feedback, um, it's, it's amazing. So we probably know what to do with that. We love it. But if you get feedback that's not so good, The first thing you need to do, the first thing I do, and I would encourage you to do, is to imagine you are literally putting on a hat that is your customer service hat. If you have customer service staff, this will be more, way more practical for you because you should literally be getting your customer service staff to look after these sorts of feedback for you and escalating it to you if it becomes too big or something that's not in the realm of something that they can resolve on your behalf. But let's assume you're doing it all on your own, like I am is I imagine myself putting on an actual hat that is a customer service hat. I pretend I am an entirely different staff member. Because if you're the customer service representative, staff member, you're not the owner, you're not the the CEO, this is not your baby of a business, you're just the customer service staff member, I think you're far more likely to, to be pragmatic and to be objective and to be compassionate and understanding towards the customer. Because you can kind of pitch to your customer as an us versus them in the sense of if I am the customer service representative for my business and I'm speaking over email with a customer who's given me some feedback that's not great and I'm imagining myself as purely the customer service rep, then I feel like it's me and the customer versus the big corporate giant, which is not true, of course, because it's my business. 
But as far as wanting to make sure I, I don't have the wrong attitude towards a customer or or come across defensive or anything like that, then I like to think of myself as the customer service rep. And my job then is to make this customer happy and to validate their experience and to say thank you so much and to make their day. That's actually my job in the customer service role. So I like to imagine that is actually what I'm doing. I'm sitting down to an email that's not good and I put a hat on where I'm the customer service rep and it gives me a whole different mindset and I approach the problem in a whole different way than I do when I think about answering it or resolving it on behalf of the owner, me, the person who who created this whole business to begin with. So you may also find that helpful to literally take a step back and think of yourself as the customer service rep for this company, in which case the customer is super, super valuable. You want to make them happy and feel validated. I'm not saying you, they're not saying them to walk all over you. Like I said, I've never received a rude email from a customer. I'm not talking about rudeness. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm just talking about an issue or feedback that can make us feel hurt or upset or a bit deflated or a bit personally, you know, like we've let our customers down, which is a horrible feeling, is you may find it helpful to think of yourself as actually the customer service rep in that scenario. So put yourself in that little bucket for that period of time where you're emailing a customer backwards and forwards and resolving something for them. So what's the reason behind the feedback? Like how how important is this question? Hey, I had a subscriber who received a subscription box. This was early on in my subscription box and she emailed me because she was upset. I had turned the subscription box into a kit for customers to buy and she, she felt a bit upset because she felt like where was her VIP treatment? Like where was the scarcity or the specialness in being a subscriber if I was just going to offer the box, the subscription box after the fact to anyone who wanted to buy it? My my immediate reaction was I was a bit taken aback and then it totally made sense to me. When I thought about the reason behind that feedback, I thought, of course, I'm, I'm making the subscriber experience not special at all. There's no exclusivity for my subscribers if I literally just sell the subscription box months later as like a kit you can just buy as a once off. Why would someone want to be a subscriber if they can just buy the same thing later on as a standalone item without the, you know, the sort of the investment or the commitment of being a subscriber. So that feedback came out of the blue because I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about it. And that was my fault entirely for not putting myself in my subscriber's shoes first and considering how it would impact them before making this decision. So I reversed it straight away and and I was so grateful for her that she reached out because what if other subscribers felt the same and would have just cancelled and not said anything to me about it? But she reached out to me to let me know that it had upset her and I was so grateful. At the time I was really sad and upset that I had made her upset and I didn't know what to do and I was annoyed at myself for not having kind of foreseen this issue coming up but then once I had thought about it for a little while I was just grateful that she had reached out because she's still a subscriber and I was so glad because I thought I wonder how many people might have cancelled their subscriptions thinking the same that she had and not said anything to me about it whereas she reached out and gave me the feedback and gave me the opportunity to fix it for her and fix it for all the other subscribers too that was feedback for me that was was out of the blue and was a bit hurtful but within, within minutes of, of getting that email from her and really thinking about it from her point of view, 
I 100% understood it made total sense to me and I really realized what I was doing wrong that I was actually compromising the value of my subscription service so I'm not saying you should implement all the feedback you get from customers of course not which I'll talk about that in a minute but how do you encourage good feedback from customers so if you get bad feedback or not great feedback and you manage that how do you encourage some really great feedback from customers I've I keep thinking about and I haven't got around to it yet I need to add um, some sort of extension on my website I know there's things called like there's judge me is one of them the review different the different review apps you can get on your website I haven't added one of those to my website I don't know why I haven't got around to it but it's definitely on my list of things to do is I need to do that because I'd like to be able to have customers have the option of leaving product reviews actually straight on my website which is actually really good for Google as well um, incidentally because it's it, it obviously keeps your website super current with things that are updated and new content comes on often so it's good for so many different reasons and you can incentivize feedback even you could offer a discount code for feedback this worked on me with a brand but then it actually turned out terrible in the end so I got an email from a brand that I had bought some things from I think I got an email about 30 days later asking if I wanted to leave some sort of feedback or fill out a customer service survey in um, in exchange for that I was going to get a 10% off coupon I was really enjoying the product anyway so I was going to leave a good review so I was happy to fill out the survey because I was going to reorder so I was like oh totally this would be great I'll get a 10% coupon anyway for my next order except when I started to fill out the survey I got stuck in a loop there was a question that didn't apply to me at all and it was a required answer so it required me to select one of the answers it wouldn't let me continue on so I actually just closed the tab so I was a bit annoyed about that so that's one thing if you do incentivize feedback or reviews and you offer something in return just keep it as loose as you can and as broad as possible try not to lock your customer into too many um, pathways or questions or boxes because if, if it just doesn't apply to them or it, it, you've you've sort of don't foresee the loophole there might be with different combinations of answers they may just end up having to jump and not complete it at all so I didn't end up completing the survey because I wasn't able to so I couldn't get my coupon code either <laughs> I'm really annoyed I should reach out and let them know so just remember that though if you're going to do something like that keep it really generic keep it very loose don't add too many bells and whistles or steps that a customer has to go through just to be able to leave you some feedback to get something in return um, a video testimonial this is something I've had on my list of things to do for a while I really love to encourage my customers to record some sort of video testimonial for me and uh, tag me on social media or email it to me so I can use it uh, in my own content and things like that a couple of my subscribers again because they're like VIP customers they are my most special customers um, have left some videos uh, when they receive their subscription boxes like a little cute little video of them getting it from their mailbox and things like that so uh, there is probably actually some customers I could personally ask about doing a little video testimonial and they would probably do it too so that's on my list of things to explore in 2024 and a little bit like the previous point is having some sort of email in your flow so in your Klaviyo flows or whatever email service provider you use adding in an automatic email after maybe whatever whatever makes sense to you 60 days 90 days I don't know 30 days whatever time frame there is again automatic email that asks them to leave a five-star review or a five-star yeah review on Google or on the product or on your Facebook page ask them to leave five stars so you want to be very specific say i'd love for you to leave me a five star review click here and if they want to they will if they haven't had a five star experience 
they're probably going to ignore it. They would have to have a very bad experience to go ahead and leave a one star. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're worried that you're encouraging bad reviews by asking for the review like that, I don't believe you are. Because if you get that sort of email from a brand where you shopped with and your experience was five star, you might think, oh, yeah, sure, that's great. I really have enjoyed this experience. I will leave a five star review and you'll go ahead and do it. If you shop with a brand and your experience was like three star, it was just a regular, nothing special. It's just you bought something that showed up, you're happy. You may just ignore the email. You're probably not going to go ahead and to the the effort of leaving a three star review or a four star review. If you had a one star review, that's going to be very rare anyway for you. That's going to be like one in a, I don't know, thousand customers or whatever, maybe for more. It's going to be such a rare experience. For customers to get that sort of email anyway, then go ahead and to leave a one-star review for you. By then, they've probably already either returned their item, unsubscribed, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just such a rare... It's very unlikely that you are going to start encouraging a heap of one-star reviews by asking for five-star reviews. So I would just encourage you, if you're worried about attracting a heap of bad reviews by even asking, I don't believe you will. You'll probably find you get a few five-star, which is perfect. You may even get a couple of three, but people who are inclined to leave a three may not even bother. But you're not going to get a huge wave of one-star reviews of people who are unhappy that you haven't already heard from or who haven't already, you know, returned their item or unsubscribed and all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure your business is not <laughs> so bad anyway that you have a heap of one-star customers. So if that is a little bit of a worry for you, I'd encourage you not even to give it a second thought. I'm sure it's going to be not a problem at all. And also I go live every week on social media too. So I thought I should probably ask on a live about leaving a review for me on Facebook, which I haven't done. Plus, sometimes customers type in reviews straight in the comments on social media too. So when I'm on a live, I sometimes have customers leave me a really lovely comment there on the social media post on my live. So that's the sort of review I can also repurpose as well and copy and snip it and put it into you know, one of my, my Canva templates of a customer review, put it on my website, share it on social media later and all that sort of stuff too. So like I said before, when you get review, or when you get sorry, feedback from customers about implementing feedback or not implementing feedback, you don't need to implement everything. You don't need to even feel compelled to implement everything. All you are doing with collecting reviews and feedback and just being open to the whole process with your customers is you are just encouraging them to be open with you and you're just hearing them out. You are literally, that is what you are committed to, is to hearing them out and to understanding where they're coming from. Anything else you decide to do beyond that is up to you and your business and you don't need to go ahead and do everything they said or fix everything that's wrong at all. That's not your job at all. All you are doing here is understanding your customer and hearing them out, which may not sound actually like a big deal, but how many businesses do you shop with on a daily basis that would even consider doing that? Like, have you headed into Coles or Woolworths lately? How terrible is their shopping experience now that it's all automated and you feel like um, you're shoplifting just by going through a checkout? Because I went through a supermarket just a few days ago and there was gates to stop you getting out until they had checked what was in your trolley. Like it's the worst experience ever now, even just going into a supermarket. So they are not interested at all in our feedback or how it makes us feel at all, like even a little bit. So don't underestimate even just offering that to your customers, how valuable how valuable that is just to even encourage feedback 
and then to validate the feedback you receive, whether it's good or bad or indifferent. And that's your commitment. That's all you need to commit to. What you decide to do with the feedback or what you decide to change or implement is entirely up to you in your business. I have implemented lots of things and lots of feedback from my customers, particularly around my subscription box, because I've actively encouraged that feedback from them every month saying, I'm new to this, I'm learning, what do you want to see change? What do you love about it? What don't you love about it? So I'm very happy for the feedback with my subscription box and it's only gotten better month on month because of my customer's feedback. They are my customer. They are my ideal audience. They are my, all the other words, my persona, my customer avatar, my ideal audience, my niche. All those things are my customers. So my their feedback is very valuable to me. So I have changed a lot about my subscription box based off my customer's feedback and I haven't regretted anything that I have changed. It has only improved the buying and the shopping experience for them. So I'd encourage you to lean into the uncomfortableness of asking for feedback and validating not good feedback. Because I'm not a people pleaser, so I don't struggle with people pleasing. If you do, then you probably need to really remind yourself that you are the customer service rep and you're, you're there to please your customer, but also that you need to remember your business is success is the main thing. Because if your business is not successful, it doesn't matter what feedback you get from your customers, you won't be there anymore. So if you're a bit of a people pleaser, then try and lean into um, encouraging feedback, but then also keeping yourself removed from it and reminding yourself that if you take on board everything every customer says, your business may not even be there anymore for them to have a say about. There is a bit of a balance depending a little bit on your personality. I'm not a people pleaser by nature, so I need to remind myself more that my success and my customer's success is the same. If my customers succeed, I succeed. If I succeed, my customer's experience is better. So they're intertwined. So if you lean into the not great feedback or the uncomfortable feedback, you will you will be surprised at the incredible gems they give you and the incredible little bits of tidbits and tips and ideas and random things they say that can be really valuable to you as you build your business, which is why I really love my Zoom catch up I do with my subscribers once a month. I do a Zoom as a bit of a bonus for being a subscriber. The amount of incredible feedback and just information and things I get to know about my customers by being on Zoom with them, that really helps me understand who they are as customers. And it's definitely highlighted to me how similar I am to my customer as well. Just in chatting to them, we have so many things in common. It's fantastic. I think this is so good. I get to learn all about my customers. I love to spend time with them. And we have so many things in common. It's been really great. And then when they have feedback for me that's constructive, I'm very open to receiving it because I feel very secure in who my brand is becoming and who I'm there to serve and how it has grown in the last few years and how much a key part of that growth has been down to my customers and their feedback on my business and me improving as time goes on. So my success and my customer success is absolutely intertwined and I uh, that's which is why I so value feedback, whether it's good or bad. And I really wanted to do this episode, hoping that if maybe if you struggle with feedback, you might start to see it in a different light. Maybe you already love to receive constructive criticism and feedback. Then um, I hope this episode is just confirming for you that you think, oh, yeah, that's great. I do love to get feedback from my customers. 
and maybe you might want to head out and go and collect some good feedback as well and really encourage more and more of that. Maybe you are too far the other way and you, you take everything on board your customers say and you're making custom products, you're putting things on lay-by, you're holding things for them that are unpaid, you're just like bending over backwards. Then I hope this also encourages you to step back from that and think, hang on a minute, if my business does not succeed, then my customers won't have anything to to um, to love about it. It won't be here for them. I won't get to do this for my job and support my family. I won't even get to have amazing products for my customers to love or to hate. So there's two sides to it. And if you're a little bit inclined to be too far on the side of doing everything your customer asks and bending over backwards with custom products and all sorts of things, then you probably also need to take a step back and think about this from a business perspective and why you're doing what you're doing. And maybe you are leaning too far into um, everything your customer wants you are doing for them. And does that mean your business is suffering? Because if your business is suffering, you are jeopardizing your own business growth and your own goals in the future and why you even started your business to begin with. And what if you weren't around in 12 months time for your customers to even love or to have constructive criticism about anyway? That would be even worse. So all we are committing to is hearing our customers, validating their experience, which like I said, is more valuable than maybe what you imagine it to be because there's many places in our lives, most places in our lives, we don't even get that from where we shop. So if you offer that to your customers when they give you feedback that's good or bad, it actually is worth more than what you probably imagine it is and that's all you need to commit to. Anything past that needs to be a business decision. It needs to be uh, pragmatic and the emotion needs to be taken out of it. So that's sort of my, my episode today. I hope you found this a little bit helpful. I encourage you to share this episode with someone that you think might benefit from this episode. If you share this episode, it actually helps this podcast reach more Aussies who could benefit from me every week. Maybe you're even inside a Facebook group or a network of e-commerce or entrepreneurs or women in business that you might want to share a link to this episode to if you think someone there might find it helpful too. I'd really appreciate it. Um, I value anyone who shares my podcast so much and I really appreciate you hanging out with me for this little episode in this time we've spent together. I hope my diary style podcast has been an encouragement for you as we spent time together in sharing real-time challenges and real-time wins of growing in a product business. And if you're tired of doing it all alone and you'd like to work with me one-on-one from someone who's not in the weeds of your day-to-day of business, I'd love to hear all about what you do and what your business is. You can find me at Aussie Online Growing on Shopify dot com.au for some strategy support as always i'll see you next time keep learning